Psalms 119, verse 109. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The born again can confidently say, my soul is continually in my hand. We have chosen Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we stay that way by our own volition. Our souls are continually in our hands. The soul of the unsaved, on the other hand, is taken captive by the devil at his own will, 2 Timothy 2.26, and that soul can only escape carnaldom's bondages by the power of the Redeemer, the Christ who alone sets captive souls free. But in the matter of choice, what is commonly called free will, the unsaved by God's grace still maintain the power to choose between freedom and bondage. The prophet Joel calls this place the valley of decision. Joel 3.14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Have you been born again, literally born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Your soul is most certainly in your hand. You are at this moment in the valley of decision. Will today be the day you are granted the power, God's power, that breaks all Satan's bondages? Today everything begins anew if you say so. In mere moments, as you follow me in this simple prompt, your new miraculous journey begins. Your soul is in your hand. Are you ready? Do this now, as in right now. Click on to Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now, for today's subject. God said, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God said, Psalms 119, 97 through 100. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. God said, Psalms 111, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Man said, The Bible? It's only good during funeral services. Who needs it? Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 994, that will once again certify the marvelous inerrancy of God's beautiful book. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God Said, Man Said features. One, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love 
It's so quick and easy. Three, imagine you can download nearly 408 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. And number four, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. Thank you for visiting. May God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you. The world's science was shocked. Sprinkled around the globe, science discovered individuals who had experienced some type of traumatic event, after which these individuals then displayed savant-like skills. A savant typically demonstrates extraordinary abilities in a single skill, such as art, mathematics, architecture, or music. Despite these abilities, a savant is typically socially incapable of functioning in the human community in most other ways. This small group of people, after experiencing a traumatic event, an accident or blow to the head, for example, demonstrated savant-like skills, but still maintained all of their original and normal life abilities. This discovery was most distressing to the camp of the evolutionist because their refrain of time and chance couldn't produce these latent outer-worldly skills. These particular humans, or possibly all humans, have these latent savant-like powers already on board. Do we dare to say, even downloaded into us by God? When the researchers were asked how one might unlock the inner savant without undergoing a traumatic event, the answer was to meditate. Several paragraphs from the God Said, Man Said feature unlock and develop God's brain power will set the stage for the latest research. Did Adam inherit from God phenomenal capabilities and is today's science beginning to discover this truth? Psychiatrist Daryl A. Treffert began researching the savant phenomenon in 1962. He authored a feature in Scientific American that was discussed in the God Said, Man Said feature, The Critics and Adam's Penmanship. A few paragraphs from that feature follow. The August 2014 issue of Scientific American published a six-page feature titled Accidental Genius. In the article, research addressed the concept of acquired savantism through an accidental blow to the head or a traumatic experience of some kind. People have been known to emerge from that experience with unearthly and unlearned savant-like skills in music, math, or other subjects and still retain normalcy following our few excerpts from that feature. Discovery of this unusual phenomenon raises the possibility that dormant potential in some artist or intellectual realm and inner savant resides in each of us. If so, perhaps a way can be found to tap these buried abilities in the absence of disease or injury. One plausible explanation for the hidden talents that emerge and savant syndrome, whether early in life or induced by injury, is that these reservoirs of skill and knowledge must be inherited in some way. We do not start life with a blank slate that subsequently gets inscribed through education and other life experiences. The brain may come loaded with a set of innate predispositions for processing what it sees or for understanding the rules of music, art, or mathematics. Savants can tap into that inherited knowledge far better than the average person can, end of quote. Finally, Treffert writes, 
A technological solution may not be an absolute prerequisite, however. Meditation or simple adherence to assiduous practice of an artistic skill may suffice to allow us to switch on the more creative right side of the brain and thus explore undiscovered artistic capabilities. Acquired savantism provides strong evidence that a deep well of brain potential resides within us all. The challenge now is to find the best ways to tap into our inner savant, that little bit of rain man, while keeping the rest of our mental faculties intact, end of quote. Mr. Trepper suggests meditation as a way to open up the inner savant. As a believer meditates upon the Word of God and practices the principles he discovers, he will find that wisdom will begin to multiply. A host of verses declare this scientific truth. End of quote. Thousands upon thousands of years before the world's wisest paraded their latest discoveries before the progeny of Adam and Eve, the God of the Bible was already there as the childlike fully expect always inerrant, and always the solid rock. The Bible directs its adherents to meditate upon God and His Word. Remember, you are actually made out of words, and to do it all the day long. The fruit of such obedience would include understanding, wisdom, all the answers the soul could want, mental stability, clarity of thought, confidence, boldness, health and wealth, transformation and renewal of the mind, peace and joy in the midst of contradiction, and eternal life. This list is certainly not exhaustive. God Said, Man Said has published numerous features on the subject of the godlike brain between our ears, and its spirit-soul interaction has been front and center in several of them. The staggering benefits of meditation are being discovered, and science is finding out that meditation does so much more than reduce, or excuse me, release the inner savant. As the title of the God Said, Man Said feature reads, Meditation, Prayer, Church, and Words Make Big News Again, consider this paragraph on the power of meditation. Meditating on God's Word has enormous life-changing power. The headline in the February 27, 2015 issue of the publication of the week reads, Meditation Delays Aging. The short article follows in its entirety. Meditation doesn't just improve mental and physical health in the present. It also slows the aging process and can help meditators stay mentally sharp into old age, a new study has found. Once people reach their mid to late 20s, their brains begin to lose volume and weight, which can eventually result in the loss of some functional ability. But when researchers from UCLA compared brain scans of 50 people who meditated for at least four years with scans of 50 people who didn't, they found that those who engaged in the practice had smaller reductions in grade matter, the neuron containing tissue responsible for processing information. What we expected was to see this in just a few small regions, Dr. Florian Kuth, the study's co-author, tells HuffingtonPost.com, but what we saw was almost the entire brain. That was a big surprise. The findings do not prove causality. Meditators may have other health benefits that contribute to brain health, but the researchers said that meditation would appear to be a powerful tool for reducing the risk for age-related cognitive decline 
and neurodegenerative disorders such as Alzheimer's disease, end quote. When a person becomes born again, their life IQ instantly goes through the roof. Imagine even to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2, 6. This marvelous transformation transcends all natural understanding. When an individual surrenders to Christ and begins to read and meditate upon God's word, deadly deeds, dumb deeds that destroy quality and length of life begin to shed at the speed of light. The newly minted child of God gets real smart real fast. Psalms 111 verse 10. For the fear of the Lord, excuse me, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. Consider these life-saving changes the born-again make. No more booze, no more dope, no more fornicating, no more homosexuality, no more transgenderism, no more cigarettes, no more vaping, no more cursing, no more pornography, no more witchcraft, no more, no more, no more. Life's IQ goes through the roof. Godly meditation gives gifts beyond measure. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, undeniable proof, every jot and every tittle, feature number 35. Romans 12, 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All through the scriptures you will find strange grouping of, of words that when meditated upon, Yield the treasure trove of revelations, revelations recorded thousands of years ago, insights only the maker would understand. Today's neuroscientists have arrived at the book. God's word speaks of the brain and the renewing of the mind that transforms or causes the changing of form, a concept neuroscience now knows as neuroplasticity. Dr. Andrew Newberg, whose list of accreditations is long and M.R. Waldman, a co-author of the book, How God Changes Your Brain, write about the amazing phenomenon that occurs when one meditates and focuses thought on God. Contemplating God will change your brain, but I want to point out that meditating on other grand themes will also change your brain. If you contemplate the Big Bang or immerse yourself, immerse yourself excuse me, in the study of evolution or choose to play a musical instrument for that matter, you'll change the neural circuitry in ways that enhance your cognitive health. But religious and spiritual contemplation changes your brain in a profoundly different way because it strengthens a unique, a unique neural circuit that specifically enhances social awareness and empathy while subduing destructive feelings and emotions. This is precisely the kind of neural change we need to make if we want to solve the conflicts that currently afflict our world. And the underlying mechanism that allows these changes to occur relates to a unique quality known as neuroplasticity, the ability of the human brain to structurally rearrange itself in response to a wide variety of positive and negative events. If we combine all of the research on neuroplasticity, we must conclude that neurons do not have fixed properties or positions. Instead, they are changing all the time, triggered by competition, environmental changes, and education. 
So what does neuroplasticity have to do with God? Everything. For if you contemplate something as complex or mysterious as God, you're going to have incredible bursts of neural activity firing in different parts of your brain. New dendrites will rapidly grow, and old associations will disconnect as new imaginative perspective emerge. Our research has led us to the following conclusions. Number one, each part of the brain constructs a different perception of God. Number two, every human brain assembles its perceptions of God in uniquely different ways, thus giving God different qualities of meaning and value. Three, spiritual practices, even when stripped of religious beliefs, enhance the neural functioning of the brain in ways that improve physical and emotional health. Number four, Intense, long-term contemplation of God and other spiritual values appears to permanently change the structure of those parts of the brain that control our moods, give rise to our conscious notions of self, and shape our sensory perceptions of the world. Finding number five, contemplative practices strengthen a specific neurological circuit that generates peacefulness, social awareness, and compassion for others. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. From Newberg and Waldman's book, How God Changes Your Brain, we read about meditation and its effect on stress. This is why we believe that meditation will help maintain dendrite function. It lowers the overall levels of stress while simultaneously stimulating cognitive alertness. In fact, Evidence now suggests the more you exercise your brain, the more you can slow dendrite deterioration and thus preserve your memory and cognitive skills. The authors conclude with this warning. I want to bring up an important but often overlooked point. What you choose to meditate upon or pray for can do more than change your brain. You can damage it, especially if you choose to focus on something that makes you frightened or angry. In psychology, this is called rumination, and it is clearly hazardous to your health. In a Stanford brain scan study, people who focused on negative aspects of themselves or on a negative interpretation of life had increased activity in the amygdala. This generated waves of fear, releasing a torrent of destructive neurochemicals into the brain. You want to kiss those panic attacks goodbye? Do God's book. Philippians 4.8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. The headline on fieldguide.com reads, Harvard Unveils MRI Study proving meditation literally rebuilds the brain's gray matter in eight weeks. Excerpts from the article follow. Test subjects taking part in an eight-week program of mindfulness meditation showed results that astonished even the most experienced neuroscientists at Harvard University. The study was led by a Harvard-affiliated team of researchers based at Massachusetts General Hospital, and the team's MRI scans documented for the very first time in medical history how meditation produced massive changes in the brain's gray matter. 
Although the practice of meditation is associated with a sense of peacefulness and physical relaxation, practitioners have long claimed that the meditation also provides cognitive and psychological benefits that persist throughout the day, says study senior author Sarah Lazar of the MGH Psychiatric Neuroimaging Research Program and a Harvard Medical School instructor in psychology. This study demonstrates the changes in the brain structure may underlie some of these reported improvements and that people are not just feeling better because they are spending time relaxing. Sue McGreevy of MGH writes, Previous studies from Lazar's group and others found structural differences between the brains of experienced meditation practitioners and individuals with no history of meditation, observing thickening of the cerebral cortex in areas associated with attention and emotional integration. But those investigations could not document that those differences were actually produced by meditation, until now, that is. The participants spent an average of 27 minutes per day practicing mindfulness exercises, and this is all uh, it took to stimulate a major increase in gray matter density in the hippocampus, the part of the brain associated with self-awareness, compassion, and introspection. It is a fascinating, uh, it is fascinating, excuse me, to see the brain's plasticity and that by practicing meditation, we can play an active role in changing the brain and can increase our well-being and quality of life, says Britta Halsell, first author of the paper and a research fellow at MGH and Gießen University in Germany. Other studies in different patient populations have shown that meditation can make significant improvements and a variety of symptoms. And we are now investigating the underlying mechanisms in the brain that facilitate this change, end of quote. Several paragraphs from MNN.com feature published uh, December 6, 2019, titled Six Surprising Ways Mindfulness Meditation Can Improve Your Brain Follow. You've heard how good mindfulness is for you, but did you know it helps you grow new brain cells, changes how your brain functions, and even resets your perception of pain? Various studies have led researchers to draw these conclusions, adding to the growing pile of evidence about why mindfulness meditation works so well for so many people in so many different ways. A Harvard Medical School study published in Psychiatry Research, neuroimaging that looked at the brains of 17 study participants before and after an eight-week mindfulness program, found that their brains grew in certain places by doing mindfulness meditation which sounds amazing. Analysis confirmed increases in gray matter concentration within the left hippocampus. Whole brain analysis identified increases in the posterior cingulate cortex, the temporoparietal junction, and the cerebellum in the mindfulness meditation group compared to the controls. The study authors go on in detail. The results suggest that participation in MBSR is associated with changes in gray matter concentration in brain regions involved in learning and memory processes, um, emotional regulation, self-referential processing, and perspective taking. A study from UCLA published in uh, NeuroImage uh, looked specifically at female subjects and measured the brains of two groups, those who did mindfulness meditation for eight weeks and those who didn't. 
They found that among the meditators, there were better connections between the parts of the brain leaked with sight and sound, as well as greater focus in those areas, end of quotes. Over 50 years of my life's born-again experience has included daily meditation in God and His beautiful book. I can testify that the benefits it yields and continues to yield in faith, hope, love, peace, and even insights into the business world have been truly magnificent. The blessings of discipline, revelation, purpose, vision, expectation, and more are so hard to articulate, but suffice it to say, out of this world. Unlock your inner savant and so much more. Thousands of years ago, God extolled the gifts that come of meditating upon Him and His Word, and once again today, science is knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. God said, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God said, Psalms 119, 97 through 100. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou, through thy commandments, hath made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. God said, Psalms 111, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. Man said, The Bible, it's only good during funeral services. Who needs it? Now you have the record.